Well, hello, children, and welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. We continue with Gone Fishing, the Succubus Part 3. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> Due to the enchantment of the chains around her and the cell itself, she was unable to entice anyone. The cell was in a part of the castle with no windows, so there was no warmth from the sun that she liked to feel on her skin. The only way she could tell time was when the roosters started crowing, and at night when the crickets sounded and everything else was quiet. After counting roughly 16 days, she was finally taken out of the cell and taken to a large chapel and brought in front of the mayor of Rothenburg. In the company of the mayor was the same Lutheran pastor and the old woman who had been in the chamber when she was captured. The guards that had brought her pulled her roughly by the chains and threw her down in front of them. The mayor was the first to start speaking. He said to her that she was on holy ground, so resisting was futile. Whatever evil was inside her would not work here. Then he started to ask questions. He asked who she was. She answered that her name could be one of many. The mayor then asked the question if she was a witch. She replied that she was not. The mayor then struck her with an odd-looking strap, but she did not flinch. He struck her a second time. Again, there was no movement. The mayor looked at the old woman, then the pastor. She asked what she was being accused of. Suddenly, another voice began to speak, saying that she was accused of draining the life out of dozens of young men, including the attempt on his son. The son this man was referring to was Georg. This other man turned out to be Georg's father, who then called her a demon from hell, a succubus. The other people in the chapel gasped before that. She replied that he was right, that she is not a witch, but a descendant of Lilith, first wife of Adam. She then said that they could do whatever they wanted to her, but they won't be able to kill her, that it's just a matter of time, and she can wait. As she was still kneeling in front of the mare, the old woman went to a table and brought back something wrapped in cloth. The old woman proceeded to unwrap the cloth, and inside was a very thick glass bottle with an inscription. Georg's father told her that they already knew what she was and that she could not be executed, but she could be imprisoned for all eternity. As she stared at the bottle, she could feel something pulling her towards it. Now, normally witchcraft doesn't work on a succubus, but something was different. Georg's father looked at her and remarked that he could see confusion on her face. He proceeded to tell her that in this particular case, this bottle was created by combining both Christianity and witchcraft. By themselves, each religion can only do so much. But together, 
a much more powerful force was created. The old woman lit a candle, took the cork out of the bottle and started chanting. The Lutheran pastor started praying the prayer of St. Michael. The old woman poured in some sort of liquid into the bottle, then added iron nails, hair, and clippings from Georg and other close family members. After doing this, the old woman started walking closer to her. She told Richard the pulling towards the bottle was getting stronger and stronger. She was trying to resist as best as she could to stay away from the bottle. The guards held the chains taut so her movement was limited. Fighting them, she stood up, trying to move as the old woman got closer, the pastor still reciting the prayer. Letting out an ungodly she transformed into her true identity. No longer was she the woman that Georg saw, but her demon self. Rising to her full height, her wings unfolded, large and bat-like. Flowing, iridescent hair, unblemished skin. Beauty was that unlike anything on this earth. She was the enchantress of lust and sin, the dreams of all men. Using her wing, she struck one of the guards holding her, slamming him into the stone wall that freed up her one hand. (laughs) The chanting of the old woman and the prayer of the pastor were getting louder and louder. Every candle that was lit in the chapel (laughs) started burning brighter and brighter. Melting candle wax, hot and burning, overflowed the holders, igniting whatever it touched. You are my pet. The chapel's stained glass windows blew in, shards cutting flesh deep and jagged. Blood started flowing from those whose flesh was cut. Screams rang out, panic setting in from all the other people witnessing these events. The remaining guards pulled on the chains with all their strength. Because of her one free hand, she was able to grab another guard around his throat, crushing and ripping it out. She was summoning all of her demon's strength as much as possible, but it was not enough. The old woman touched the bottle against her, and little by little she was being absorbed, parts of her starting to disappear like wisps of smoke being drawn into the opening. She yelled out, The time will come when I am free. Revenge is mine, you will see. Your descendants' souls will be with me and live in hell for eternity. Then she was gone. The old woman quickly went to the table and put smaller corks in the bottle with pins stuck in them. The pastor took the bottle's cork and tapped it in place. It was then given to the blacksmith who sealed the cork onto the bottle with molten lead. As he did this, the pastor blessed the seal, and the old woman said her incantation. After all was said and done, the mayor gave the bottle to Georg's father and told him that the bottle was his family's responsibility in the years to come, to be passed down from generation to generation, 
never letting it out of sight and never to free the evil inside.